0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered
0: here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
0: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is our favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, Kev. Hashtag TBT. Hashtag TBT.
1: (laughs) How are you? Good. Very good. Very good. What's going on
0: today? How's your week going?
1: Oh, my God. It's good. It's hot. It's, it's too hot. Happy summer. Yeah, you know what? I avoid turning on the air conditioner because I, I didn't grow up with air conditioning. And so like I will be the last one to turn it on because we just didn't have it in Elmire, New York really? where I grew up. No. But I'm telling you, it was time. I got home and I was like, we're, we're pumping it up and we're going to like, no more, I, no more. I have
0: a unit in every window. I have an industrial fan that I stole from somebody that I keep in the hallway. I think I feel bad because I think somebody was like painting their apartment and they had the fan going to dry it, and they took it out. I, you know, my feel okay. My feeling if you live in New York and it's outside somebody's door, that usually implies they don't want it anymore.
1: Yeah, I I, I would say that unless it's an umbrella or shoes.
0: Yes, I took I took that once and people were not happy. (laughs) The umbrella was attached to a child who was holding it, but I thought, hey, it's outside of your apartment. what are you going to do with this five-year-old? It's raining. I tell, it's raining. I need the umbrella. He can fend for himself. So, Kevin, yeah. what is your favorite
1: thing? All right, good. I like this. This is a this is a show and a cast recording. I'm going to just say both show and a cast yeah, recording. So got it. It was an off-Broadway show. Okay. And it, uh, it was unfortunate for this production to have opened October... No, no, no. It started preview September 7th, 2001. And oh, it, okay. And it, it, it began produ- shows then. And then, of course, 9-11 happened. And yeah. it was one of those shows that was probably very affected by 9-11. All of the reviewers um, loved this show because it had so much heart. And they said, well, this is exactly what New York needs right now. And it played at Playwrights Horizons. Who, I, I gotta say, just a quick shout out to Playwrights Horizons in the 90s and the aughts, because they produced, I mean, Violet, Floyd Collins, I mean, they were, like, at the forefront of composers and musical theater, I think, you Yeah. Know? And this show is one of them. Uh, it's called, it's based on a movie by D- Lee David Zlotoff. It's kind of a cult movie. It's called Spitfire Grill. My, Kevin, you've stumped me. What? what? Finally! What? I've for been stumped.
0: I had no idea what you were going to say. Yeah, but you I couldn't know, put, put the Fire pieces grill. together. I
1: should have told you the actors in it: Phyllis Somerville, who won a Tony nomination. We were talking about over here. She was nominated for a Tony Award for that. But and it is she over lots here, of, not over there. Is, yes, it is over here. And made me laugh because I was like, <laughs> "We didn't know." My Liz apologies. Calloway was in it. Wow. Uh, Stephen Pasquale was in it. Uh, young Stephen Paswell, uh, and Garrett Long played the lead. Uh, this is a musical uh, based on the uh, the movie, like I said, and it's about a, a young woman um, who, the journey of a young woman who she starts The show starts out with her leaving prison, and she goes to a small uh, Wisconsin town. It's a main town in the movie, but they move it to Wisconsin because the writers actually are from Wisconsin. Oh. And uh, she starts a whole new life over in this sm- sleepy little town that may or may not have its own little issues and is kind of stuck in a rut, you might say. And she starts working at a diner and uh, meets these ladies at the diner. And it uh, turns out the, uh, they're going to sell the diner, try to get rid of it, but nobody wants it. So um, she finds a way to... to, to, to she talks about the diner in a really beautiful way that no one had ever really thought of it before. And it talks about the town and basically shows the people of the town a way to appreciate their lives in a way that they never had before. And in return, this really hard-edged, girl sort of softens a little and, and and her life is changed as well by this town. Uh, and it's like a really a really heartfelt beautiful story. Uh, the music is absolutely stunning. You might say it's a little Appalachian, you might Ooh, say very a little cool. bit like
0: it's kind of got a Why do I feel like there's a song from it that everyone sings at auditions? There's
1: quite a few actually. Okay. Um, ladies if you're of singers you might want to look at Shine is the song that a lot, a lot of girls sing, but cut that bridge section down. She sings Shine way too much. She's like <laughs> shine shine all right all right i get it i'm shy but it's like her 11 o'clock moment it's like her her finally accepting you know her life uh wild bird is a great song and you hear men sing forest for the trees that's it that's 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 it it's a great song for guys wait is it "Forest Uh, for the trees or forced through the trees forest for the forest for the trees like i couldn't see the forest for the trees like you're seeing you know you see one thing or the whole you know and you finally sees like oh my gosh you know i I appreciate what i have got it um, That's the one I hear yeah. a lot. I love that song. The the show is really good. I, I did it, so I I know it a little more intimately because you know you hear it. What you doing? At? I did it at Northern Stage in Vermont, where I, I've off, where I met my wife actually playing and... Romeo and Juliet. Thanks, Northern Stage. But it's a nice <laughs> professional theater up there in uh, in Vermont. And I played uh, the Stephen Pasquale part, Joe the the, the uh, detective or the police officer. But um, it's it it needed one. I would say it needed one more revision it's it's so close to being a really well put together show but the unfortunately the author he he passed away like 8 months before it Aww. opened so the composer then kind of took over and helped you know fine tune things in the script but fred alley is the guy who wrote the the book um and lyrics i believe and then um uh i forget the uh the composer That's terrible of me i didn't even write it down um they won the Richard Rodgers Award, actually. For Did this. they really? Yeah, um, and it, it 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 Arthur Lawrence mentored them when they were uh, when they because they were they played at the George Street Playhouse in Jersey before it went to playwrights. And Arthur Lawrence like took them under their James Volk that's his name V A L Q yes okay. sorry gosh guys uh, Fred Alley and James Volk and uh and it, it's a really really heartfelt beautiful piece um and it. it 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 did it need a little little it needs a little tightening up here and there, but I think theaters across the country do it, and you still get the same message, you know, across the board. And the score is just stunning. So this is a great intimate show. Intimate, well, there's only like six or seven people in the show. So this is um, perfect for
0: small spaces little yep, black play, boxes.
1: Northern Stage at the time had a, they have a new theater now, but they, uh, it was a thrust. Uh, stage only two hundred and fifty seats all you know three court and we had like a half you have four you have like the outdoor area, then you have a diner and that's that's it those that's your, that's your set and it's so really cool it 's a sweet show.
0: I have never
1: seen it huh yeah is there a it's movie? is isn't there a time? movie there's a movie yeah it's based on a movie that the the guy that david lee zlokov uh, zlotov is uh he wrote i think he uh, adapted it for for it or it's based on his movie no he did the movie so it is based yeah. on it. okay yeah and it's kind of a cult film i forget who's in it and someone like is listening right now and is like duh it's this person but yeah. um, but it, and it was a it's a it's same idea i mean it's the same effect i think though the movie definitely ends differently okay and i believe she like yeah i believe it ends okay. tragically <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah we're not gonna go there you can't have a tragic No, not a musical never they all gotta be singing and dancing that's right no not not much dancing but it's it's definitely lots of great singing look up clips on youtube it's really it's it's a fun little piece so how so you think it just needed one more revision it so why it feels you, like it so why like do you it think needs it was a little more focus a little, a little tightening up uh, just a little bit, just in the second act. It, it things yeah, you couple you mm-hmm, just needs a little tiny. Yeah,
0: up. and going back to Playwrights Horizons for a second. Yeah, there's isn't. What is the name of that wonderful book? I think it's called Happily Ever After. Oh yeah, and it's a book that talks about musical theater within the last few years, and it talks about how important th- play places like Playwrights Horizons and Lincoln Center oh, yeah. were in developing new they cultivated those artists works. Yeah, yeah, because Playwrights Horizons had a lot of great stuff coming out of it. It was that, and like you said, violence. I Falsettos in a lot of the there stuff too. And, the Bill yeah. Finn, yeah. I okay. mean, like
1: Bill Fin, Gene Tessori, Adam Gettle. I mean, like they, they were really, they were on it. In, all the in good the late folks. 90s yeah, yeah. that's it's so really cool smart stuff so this show's really great it's unfortunate that 911 i mean obviously it's you know but 911 affected so much theater in new york city uh, and this definitely i think was was a casualty of that because yeah. it, you know maybe an audience didn't necess- need an audience needed to find that heart but maybe they qu- weren't quite ready to go to the theater and, and be touched in that way quite yet yeah cuz wasn't it
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, but after nine eleven, people wanted to escape a little bit in terms of theater. So they were more interested in things like Hairspray and yes. Producers. And full, full Monty. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they're more joyful and celebratory. Totally. As opposed to something this that might like, be a little bit more realistic. Yeah, and no, that didn't really end for quite some time. It wasn't until, what, about maybe... Spring Awakening or so that people were starting to accept musicals that had a little bit of a darker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always find that so fascinating that when we're in times of crisis, we always go... It's like in the 1930s when the Depression happened and people Mm. started to go see the MGM musicals and they wanted to see those very delightful, sophisticated screwball comedies. It's interesting how we do that.
1: That's okay. So, But now it's time to come back to Spitfire Grill. I say so. I would love to see it done in New York again. That would would be great. Yeah.
0: All right. Is there a CD?
1: There is. There's a great cast recording of. It. I don't. Yeah. I, you know what I'm going to download? Do it. Spitfire Girl. Check it out. Check out this cast recording. It's really. That's really what this is about. Is 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 getting the cast recording out there. It's it's I. I it's a really well written show. Oh, awesome. especially the music. Yeah. Yay! Okay, that's yeah. what I'm going
0: to do. Yeah. So, so what's yours today? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I had mentioned a few weeks ago that I was really into that One More Kiss book by Ethan Morden, which totally. was about the 1970s. Totally. And this show, if we want to do a little connective tissue, mm-hmm. uh, is also quite intimate. In fact, it only features two people. Is it I Do, I Do? no is it it is a score by marvin hamlish
1: oh they're playing our song they're playing our song yeah. they are playing our song that is I my favorite two thing. people it is yeah i don't know this show very well oh I my conf- god it's on my list of shows that i need to know but i just you know you would be great on it, it actually that's oh. why you should know it oh my god All this right. is, this
0: podcast is really about what roles can <laughs> kevin play <laughs> what and what and what theaters are doing them <laughs> you know i'll be honest with you they're playing our song is one of those musicals that if a theater company offered it to me uh, and said, we will give you the actors, we will give you the space, and we will not pay you, I would go that's fine with me.
1: For You love it that much?
0: I love it that much. There's a couple of those for me. They're playing our song, Aww. Gypsy, oh. and here we go. No, No, Nanette. You're lying. I swear to God. They're, what? If, if a No, theater No, com- Nanette. I love, I love that show. I think it's so fun. I think it's so joyous. I think it's so wonderful. So yes, okay. Those are, those are the three. If a theater company said to me, just come in. We'll give you everything you need. I would be like, great. I don't care where it's at.
1: I'm a happy little camper. In the
0: middle yep. of Alaska. Let's go. <laughs> give me my parka. Give me my tap shoes. And hit it, Nanette. Um,
1: <laughs> wow. But I, So they're playing our song. They're playing it's, our song. It's Marvin Hamlish, right? And Carol Bayer's Sager, Sager. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who? Now, okay, now this... No,
1: weren't they... Oh.
0: Yes. They were a couple. This yeah. is really interesting. Wow. So. Marvin Hamlish and Carol Bayer Sager, and you, I mean, you know Marvin Hamlish. Of a, course. A great... He's a
1: musical prodigy. I mean... People don't realize it, but he went to Juilliard at like 14 or 15. Yeah, And he, he like conquered jazz music, and then he was like, what can I do now? And then he was like, I'll do show tunes. I mean, he, like, he, he was a genius. The, the chorus
0: line. Um, and the, the film scores, the sting, the sting. He won the an famous... Oscar for
1: that. He was like twenty nine when he won yeah. an Oscar for that. An
0: amazing, brilliant yeah. man. There is a
1: great thing on PBS American Masters about Marvin Hamlish. That is that should be a favorite thing. I mean, it is. It's an incredible expose on his life. I, I haven't like, seen that yet. You should check it out. And it's,
0: it's really on good. PBS though. It's on yeah. The, you can okay, watch it on like their great. website or something. Yeah, it's him and Carol Bayer Sager, who was a lyricist, mm-hmm. and they were actually in a relationship with each other. And they approached Neil Simon to write a musical, and it was actually going to be a musical version of neil simon's play the gingerbread lady do you know the gingerbread lady no it's not really a musical it's the story of a woman who uh, was played by maureen stapleton originally Uh it's like an elaine stritch type role it was a washed up singer Uh who has just come back from (laughs) rehab and is trying to Mend her relationships with all of her friends that she alienated while she was drinking, including oh, her daughter.
1: That's great, um, actually.
0: And so they approached that Neil Simon about making a musical version of that. And Neil Simon said that when they had their first production meeting, he was more fascinated by Marvin and Carol's relationship oh, wow. as professional songwriters and collaborators who were in a romantic relationship than the story of musicalizing the gingerbread lady. Huh. So he approached them and said, well, if we didn't do the Gingerbread Lady, could we maybe make a musical about your own relationship? And they said, yes, indeed.
1: That is wacky.
0: And so the music, if you don't know they're playing our song, it's a story of a composer named Vernon who's Jewish and neurotic
1: and a prodigy.
0: And Sonia Walsk. Who is a lyricist who's kind of out there and kooky. Uh-huh. And so it's honestly, it's Marvin Hamlisch and Carol Bayer Sager. And you follow uh, in the show their writing relationship as it evolves into a romantic relationship. And it's a, two, it's a two-hander. And the one thing that they did that was really interesting was they realized, well, if it's only two people on stage the whole time, it might get kind of boring. Yeah. So somebody, and nobody remembers who came up with this idea, decided they would do a Greek chorus Three men for him, three women for her, that could pop up in all the scenes, but they would be their alter egos. So they'd be identically dressed. As Vernon and Sonia what? throughout the show, and the cool thing, the funny thing with Sonia is, is that she's kind of thrifty. So all of her wardrobe is costumes oh from shows that she had friends working on. So like she'll come in and she'll be wearing a sailor suit, and she's like, "Oh yeah, my friend is doing Mr. Roberts," <laughs> or she'll come in and she looks like she's somebody from Sweet Charity, and she goes, "Oh yeah, my friend's doing Sweet Charity somewhere." That's so, so that's wacky. that's the joke. That's the idea behind it. And I think Marvin Hamlish and Neil Simon met originally when they brought Neil Simon in to do book revisions, uncredited book revisions, on A Chorus Line. What? Yeah. Michael Bennett wasn't really happy with a lot of the dialogue on A Chorus Line because he said it needed to be funnier. In fact, when Michael Bennett was working on Follies, he kept telling Hal Prince, we really need to bring in Neil Simon to get some good book lines in there. this was James
1: Kirkwood's book no
0: james for a chorus line yeah, yeah it was james kirkwood's book yeah. and so what happened pulitzer prize winning pulitzer prize winning <laughs> james kirkwood's thanks, so <laughs> thanks neil uh enjoy that pulitzer yeah. although i think he gets a royalty from uncredited yeah, allegedly yeah, 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 uncredited yeah. and apparently the way michael they didn't apparently what they used to do was neil simon would give michael bennett lines for a chorus line and michael bennett would sit on a folding chair in front of the cast and he would put the lines on the floor So he could see what the lines were going to be. And he would go, you know, Cassie, you need to say something a little spicier here. What could that be? And he would put his head down to look in between his his legs like he was deep in thought. And what he was really doing was he was looking at the line Neil Simon gave him and said, oh, what if you said blah, blah, blah. And that's how some of those lines got in there. Picking my jaw up off the floor. And it was Marsha Mason. Because originally in a chorus line, when it was at the public, Cassie Mm -hmm. did not get chosen for the show. Right. And it was Marsha Mason, who was Neil Simon's wife, who said, you know, you have to have her. Yeah get in the show. Yeah. And so, thank you, Marsha Mason. Wow. So that, so I'm totally deviating. No, but I love it th- So they're playing our that. song. It starred Lucy Arnaz, uh-huh. uh, Lucio Balls and Desi Arnaz's daughter, yeah. as Sonia, and Robert Klein, the great comedian Robert Klein, oh, Robert was Klein. Vernon, of course. who wasn't really a singer, but could carry a tune. Sure. It was neurotic and charming enough. It's actually very interesting. If you watch him sing, when he holds out notes, it kind of looks a little bit like he has Bell's palsy, oh. but that's okay. okay. That's okay. He's still, he's still fantastic. He's and he is charming. And you know this song, if he really knew me, oh, just for tonight, a famous oh, audition yeah. song. I still believe in love. The score is really magnificent. The score is magnificent and wonderful. I
1: love Marvin Hamlisch's music. I think it's complex and fascinating. It, it,
0: um, these are the. I think these are the kings and queens of the '70s coming together to put on a show. What year was? Oh, sorry, 1979.
1: Oh all right. right! So you have Neil
0: Simon—that's his heyday. Yeah, seventies is his he- heyday in terms of book writing okay. and, and playwriting. Marvin Hamlish, who's at the top, Carol Bayer Sager, yeah. who's at the top, and all three of them are coming together to create a really fantastic, fantastic musical. And the pairings that went in after Robert Klein and Lucy Arnaz left really fascinating. Like Victor Garber went in, Ellen Green, uh from who played Audrey and Little oh, Shop. Yeah. The most interesting one, and it's on YouTube, is Stalker Channing, uh, who went in for the role. Rizzo. (laughs) Rizzo. Or Abigail Bartlett for our West Wing fans, if nothing else. If you you love that. And she is very interesting. One of the interesting things is on the uh, Merv Griffin show, she sings I Still Believe in Love. And the other guest with Merv Griffin is Ethel Merman. I don't, I would have been. (laughs) crapping my pants i have to sing i still believe in love in front of ethel merman no. the greatest musical comedy star ever and stalker not necessarily known for her musical ability exactly does it very lovely okay. i think
1: ethel merman didn't pull any woman of the year opening night you know oh jeez what uh, oh, is that story jesus. yeah what is she, that story she went to like opening night with leroy leroy told us it yes she's they were in the like the third row and like as soon as lauren Bacall started singing she's like oh jesus christ and the whole audience could hear it. it's stuff of legends <laughs> it's really i i love that i love that so you look at that youtube clip I'm surprised it hasn't been revived. Well, I was going to ask you cuz you know, I'm familiar with it, but why isn't you know, why why aren't theaters doing it all the time or or are they? I you know, it's I feel like it was it a hit at the time.
0: It was a huge hit. Yeah. It was a massive hit. Critically, it was it was okay. Yeah. But audiences loved it. Huh. Tony Roberts went in. I mean, it was it was a real it was a What's the
1: um like mess? What do you walk away with when you like get done with that at the night?
0: I think you walk away going, what a fun evening in the theater. Okay,
1: so yeah. I think that's the message. Fluff and no stuff, really. But yeah,
0: yeah. But it's so well done, and the music is so gorgeous. And the book I think is incredibly funny. The characters are really well drawn out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people don't do it more. Uh, the last time I think it was in New York, they did it as an Actors fun concert, oh. and it was Seth Rudetsky and Sutton Foster. Which I s- what a pairing. It's you know what I was how was their sexual chemistry? <laughs> Let's well. <laughs> There was uh they have a really good rapport with each other we'll put, No, I'm we'll put sure' it, we'll put, playful, playful playful it perhaps. was a playful a playful rapport with each other <laughs> mm. uh, but it was a really I think it's a really wonderful show I think it should be brought back yeah. if not on Broadway off Broadway I think if you're looking for a really charming piece of musical theater look into their playing our song it also feels very much of its time period yeah. so I think the idea of you know a man and a woman in a working relationship and a romantic relationship you know I
1: I'm finding I, that balance yeah i think yeah. that's really what
0: what's going on and so it's uh it's an interesting piece it's a really lovely piece and i encourage people to
1: take another look at it yeah i, I want to see the revival with bobby lopez and kristen lopez it'll be now, great now, yeah.
0: okay now that's nice <laughs> that's a very smart that'd be idea. the contemporary version they're the ones who wrote let idea. it go
1: just in case anyone was like who are they but yes if lin-manuel's looking for a revival
0: that might be hello. fun hello get you get out there <laughs> Hamilton's not going to last forever. <laughs> You're not going to throw away your shot. Do they're playing our Come song, on. please? Please, we want you. So that's. All right, so, I'll check it out. Yeah, so it looks like this week is Intimate Musicals.
1: Yeah, it is. We didn't. Even, someone asked me if we planned this, if we exchanged notes before, and we truly re- no, really do not. No. If, if there is a if there is a segue, it's a coincidence. If there isn't a segue, we find one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really reach. We really reach. We really reach for that. this time, not so much. Intimate musicals for the win. Intimate
0: musicals. So please, theater companies all across the world, if you're looking for something, do Spitfire Grill and do their playing our song. That's right. Have some fun. Thanks for joining us this Throwback Thursday. I'm Rob Schneider. I'm Kevin David Thomas. And we will see you guys next